I'm often asked to discuss my experiences with weed, not because I think most people... I really don't think this is the 50s. I think most people have had it. Oh, have you tried it? Did you go reefer mad? I think it's mostly because people just want to relate to it and go, Yeah, he likes weed and I like weed. Yeah. Well, I don't like weed. Controversial. I think that is really controversial on the net. Honestly, look. I understand all of your points that weed's a medicinal thing, man, and yeah, that's true. But you know what else is a medicinal thing? Opioids. I don't think that you should get addicted to those either. There are circumstances where you should be taking THC, and there are circumstances where you should be taking painkillers that have, that are basically heroin. Yes, but the thing is that if you aren't one of those people and you're just taking it recreationally, well, there's a lot of other recreational things that you could be doing that would be making you a hell of a lot happier and are more productive. This is the thing that scares me about it. I understand that there are people that do well in life that smoke a lot of weed, but, and, God, I'm doing it again. Do I have to do this again? Looks like I do, because it's the only thing that's on my mind and I'm not gonna script any of this shit, let's be honest. So, yeah. Ali just saying it's the perfect analogy. It's wearing a big military backpack on your back. You can still climb up the mountain, it's just a lot heavier. Why encumber yourself with it? That's my point about smoking marijuana. Why are you doing it? People say it cured my depression. By making you feel, to quote Lincoln Park, so numb? There's other ways to cure that. It absolutely is. I understand that people always say, you don't understand depression. No, I don't understand depression on a clinical level, but I do understand this. I understand that the vast majority of people that have, say they have depression don't. Maybe not the vast majority of people, but like a large number of those people. It's just a scientific established fact. The depression is overdiagnosed. So if you're using the fact that like, I'm smoking weed because I'm depressed, the reality of the situation probably is that you're smoking weed is making you depressed, and so you're doing it to just keep numbing yourself. You probably don't actually have depression. Maybe you just felt sad for a couple of weeks and you didn't know how to get yourself out of it because you didn't know that if you just jump up and down 10 times, you'll feel happy. But there are very few circumstances where I really think that smoking weed is actually justified. I think that in general, it's just another one of these drugs that albeit it is a lot better than all the others. That's the other argument that you always get that it's better than alcohol, so? That's like saying alcohol's better than ingesting radiation. Yeah, it is, but like, I'm not recommending that you drink alcohol, dude. <laughs> I'm recommending that you be as sober as fuck. Look, this is coming from somebody who smokes cigarettes, sometimes. Very rarely, very rarely these days. Honestly, I believe that. Like when I was saying it before, and I was like, mate, it's hard to get off the darts. Now I'm telling you, look, I wouldn't even call myself a smoker anymore. It's so rare. It's kind of just like one of those things of like, if you drink beer once every three months or something, does that make you a drinker? I suppose technically, so yeah, technically I'm a smoker, but I'm not defending smoking. I think smoking's bad. It's exactly the same with marijuana. It's a lot better than a lot of other activities that you can be taking. Sure, it's better than meth, mad, great. That's, I'm, I'm glad it is. And yeah, I'm, I think that it should be legalized, obviously, but I'm saying this because I think it should be legalized on a societal level because I just think that all evils, if they're going to exist, and they're going to exist anyway, so gambling, for instance, when people are always saying, you should just ban gambling. No, because then it just goes underground. What you should be doing is taxing it. 
because then the government can put it into social programs that'll offset the evil that is being caused by them. And they should be properly taxed, which is not what the pokies industry is, particularly in New South Wales because of the liberal government. I'm running out of breath. I'm running out of breath. <sighs> and we're back, baby. You know what I feel like? I honestly feel like in these videos, just that so desperate, that crusty cloud, just like, we're back on the emergency broadcast channel with uh, uh, Professor Gascan and, and uh, former Vice President Ike Eisenhower. Let's get busy. That's this channel, but yeah, don't do it. Is there any benefits that I got from smoking weed? I don't think that there was, because now when I look back at my friends that are still smoking weed to this day. First of all, there is no way in hell that they are anywhere near as productive as I am. Now, this is because I replace weed with self-help books. Who do you think, just, just from looking at those two things, the one that as soon as you read it, at the end you're just like, yes, I can achieve anything. I'm gonna climb Mount Everest and yell from the peaks of it that the world is mine. Or the guy that's just like, huh, Weeds is on Netflix. Well, I do like weed. These people, every single weed smoker that I know, if they are still chronic weed smokers, first of all, after a while, I, I do think that the mental acuity of them is just disintegrating because, okay, it might not happen over a few years, but they've been smoking weed for probably close to two decades now if you just think about it like in year seven going oh we got a spliff boys let's have a puff each oh that's hardcore like if you start there and now those people that are just I don't know you know look it scares me that every time I go over to their house the bong that they have has a bigger cone piece started out like this and then they just have it like this big now and then you like you look at them and they go <laughs> <laughs> Usually while there's bum fights on the television. Well, not anymore because it's no longer 2003. But always something like, you want to see something fucked up, dude? Not really. Well, here it is anyway. Enjoy. I just think that in general, drug use is a bad idea. Yes, there's exceptions to that. It's a little more nuanced than what I'm saying. But for the average person... If you are smoking marijuana, I would ask you to really look at the justifications that you have for it. I would imagine that there's a lot of people watching this right now that want to quit. And as I said before in the drug... I can't remember what it was called. The drug addiction one. Yeah, no, that one. If you start replacing your weed smoking with, I'm going to be doing this activity, this activity, this activity, and then I'll have my novelty size cone piece hit. But you make sure that you complete these tasks first. You will feel good. In fact, I will guess that after a while you will feel so good that when you smoke the weed, you'll have the same response that I started having, which is like, I remember it very clearly. It was that six-month period. Then by random chance, honestly, I start tearing up when I think about it. By random chance, Awaken the Giant Within was in the UNSW library on a table. Can you imagine that in a uni library where the only things that ever get checked out are engineering books? For some reason, somebody had just read that, left it open. I was like, <laughs> very smug about it, as everyone always is. Like, I don't know anything about this subject, so I assume I know a lot. <laughs> so I started reading it, got inspired. Fast forward six months later. 
I remember the day distinctly because, how do I say this without getting too specific? We were at a place and I'd gotten another friend into it who, by the way, now, while the other people that are smoking weed still, like, I'm trying to think of any of them that have really made, it's, it's like basically Ali. Ali from the pod, he's the only one, but he's an exceptionally smart guy. And as he was saying, he admits it himself, he was inhibiting himself with it, but these other people that are just, you know, your normal dum-dum like me, these people are not doing well in life. I don't even think most of them finish university. The one guy that I got into reading Tony Robbins, right, I haven't talked to him in like 10 years, I just found out the other day, he's a pay highly paid architect. That is not what those other weed smokers are doing, I can assure you. But I remember we were just sitting there and we had just both gotten into Tony Robbins while the other ones were just sitting there going, that guy's gay. His teeth are a little bigger than I would like them to be. <laughs> and so they just kept doing it. So they just started watching, we, they were watching weird art house films and getting high. You know what we were doing? We were in separate rooms. This was like a holiday house, I'm pretty sure. We were in separate rooms and we were studying. This is on holiday. They were just sitting there chilling out, saying nothing to each other, going, huh, I guess the sex pistols were pretty fucked, you know? Well, we were sitting there going into the honing craft of what we were doing. So I was just looking at books on comedy. He was looking at books on, I think he was interested in music at the time. I don't know what his musical aspirations came, but the point is that he got the habit of studying. He got into that habit. And, and they were, we were motivated to do it. We were much more excited. Then we just kind of like, I don't know, well-to-do meth hits, walking out every now and then and just being like, oh yeah, I just learned this about music. Hey, yeah, I just learned this about comedy. Well, see ya, gotta go. That was my 10 minute break. And then we just go back in and we started studying again. Now, from one aspect, that's sad. From the other aspect, we're both doing sick jobs now. Like every single day of my life now is a vocation. I am doing what I love and I'm getting paid handsomely for it. I put myself in that position because of self-help. And self-help as a result of just prioritizing my mind. Just do these tasks first. Put your sin as a reward. Don't just reward yourself for being awake. Reward yourself after you've done hard tasks. Because after a while, you'll start, they'll start clicking in your mind. And they don't become hard. They become exciting. And you can change it in your mind anyway. You can play around with your mind. You're in control of it. You can just say that I'm really excited to read today. And guess what? You will be. It's just... Weed is just a really easy way out. That's what I'm saying. It's the cheap way out. I don't really know at the end of the day if a weed smoker is happier than I am or not. I'm assuming that they're not because I think it's a depressant anyway. And how happy does someone look when they're just slouched over watching what is objectively shit television and sitting there being like, well, it, the weed's making it entertaining. Surely you could be doing better things with your time. That's pretty much my only argument when it comes down to weed. I don't really know much about the, you know, the health impacts about it. I'm not interested in it. I just know that when you have it, you become more slothful. You become lazier. That's not good. Especially because when you are in your 60s and 70s, you'll start slowing down a lot by the time that you are anyway. If you're in your vital years, say you're like 23 and you're smoking weed, you're not going to feel like that for the rest of your life. And so to cushion yourself up for when you are in those hard times, so you're not in one of those state-funded nursing homes that get cut by liberal funding all the time, yeah. You're not going to wind out like that, and then you just wind up with some smoking babe Thai nurse that sucks your dick on the side that you get in one of those nursing homes, right? You're going to have to put yourself there. 
And I doubt that there's going to be many weed smokers that are there unless they were the result of nepotism. I think there's going to be a few of them that maybe got so motivated because all they ever think about is weed that when it eventually becomes legalized, they're going to be like, oh, I know how to open up a shop. I know exactly what bong filters you need. Like that, maybe, maybe those people might. Yes, there are going to be some people that are going to be successful on weed anyway. My argument would be that they would be more successful without it. Look, I'm saying if it's working for you and it honestly is, that's fine. But can you just do this for me? If you are a weed smoker, can you please just write down the pros and cons in your mind? Be as honest as you possibly can. Don't try and sit there and convince yourself of your habit. It's, it's exactly the same as everything else that you're doing in your life. I'm always talking about that you should be reprioritizing your habits. You should be constantly looking at your habits and thinking, is this serving me or is it not? So this is just the same as any of the other habits. Watching TV, uh, video games, reading, any of those habits, just sit there and think, are these ones doing me harm? And if they are doing you harm, what you want to do is start replacing them. And the way that you replace them, I think, is to just prioritize them. Because after a while, the priorities at the top become more important. And the priorities at the bottom, you just never get around to them. So you kind of just trick yourself out of going, like, it's the same thing with me. Sometimes I look back at those memories where I was just uh, having weed cookies with those friends. And honestly, I've got to say, they were some of the funnest memories of my life. Because, you know, they're just funny and dumb. But they didn't get me anywhere. So if you just want to have that entire life of like, <laughs> yeah, but dude, even after six months, it was diminishing returns. I can't imagine doing it for like 10, 15, 20, 25 years. I can't imagine how much less of an impact cookies would be after that. Because when you're just having that comb piece first thing in the morning, like, <sighs> well, now my lungs just feel shit. I don't feel high anymore. That's just what happens. You just build up immunities to these things. I'm imagining that you don't, I'm pretty sure they don't have those stupid fun adventures anymore. I think they just sit there. Anyway, that was the other thing. I think also was that every time I took weed, I was pretty paranoid. <laughs> no, but that's it. For the first few months when I was taking it, this is mad. But then after a while, things start getting more sinister and it's just like, dude, did your mum hear? That's what happens. Those are my thoughts on smoking weed. I think this is probably gonna get a large dislike. So please, just as a favor to me, like the video if you did like the video, just to cancel it out. I'm not completely jamming the door shut on weed. I just want to stress that. But I am jamming the door shut on the vast majority of people who smoke weed. It should be a very niche industry once it's inevitably legalized. It should be the same thing as how you're not currently thinking about nasal medicine. Except for like two big nosed fucks sitting there being like, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> Most people aren't though. Most people aren't addicted to those things, though you very well easily could be. And you could probably justify it, and you might not actually need it. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that you should look at weed as you look at playing computer games. It's an escape. That's the main argument against it. It's an escape from reality. And you don't have time to escape from reality. Reality is fleeting. Reality will be ended soon. You want to keep augmenting it so that you're lazier in it and that you're not reaping the full benefits from it, be my guess. But if you want to accomplish something in life, if you really want to have an impact, I think that that's probably one of the worst things that you can do. You, any drug at all, any recreational drug, replace it with actual recreational activities. How about that? I think that at the beginning what happens with a lot of drugs is that people do it because it kind of just enhances the social situation. But you know what happens after a while? And this is the really sad point. I remember one of my drug, drugo friends saying that 
parties when you get to about your late 20s, most of the time are just an excuse to be around other drug addicts so you feel comfortable taking drugs yourself. It's a horrible symbiotic relationship. It's like a nightmare clownfish anemone situation in a parallel universe of pure hell. That's what it is at that point. These are all people that are not going anywhere. And I think that the other thing that happens as well is usually when you start taking a lot of illicit drugs, I just think as a, as a side on effect of that, you start becoming a worse person, not just worse in terms of effectiveness, but it is one of the original sins for a reason. Slothfulness is one of the original sins. And I think it is because sins start playing on one another because you start trying to justify any habit you have, which is again, why you should be constantly reassessing your habits. If you are sitting there and you are thinking to yourself, okay, it's cool that I'm just chilling. This is the words that you always hear. It's very easy to see how somebody spends their time because things become so habitual and so subconscious that people just start saying it. People that are always saying, like, yeah, man, I like to chill. You might just like to chill. That's all well and good. But chilling starts becoming very quickly a word for just laziness. And if you're a lazy person, you're going to come up with excuses to continue being lazy. So when people say, where's that rent money? And because you're too lazy to go out and get a job, you're just like, oh, no, no. And then people are starting to pay for your rent. Then that starts building resentment on you that these things all start dominoing, right? It's the same with greed. It's the same with lust. If you're an extremely horny person, what ends up usually happening? It's just like, well, I don't see why I can't just fuck my best friend's wife. And that starts happening. Greed, exactly the same thing. It's just like you cannot be a good person and be guided purely by money. If that is your guiding force in life, you are going to be a bad person. I think it is the same with this, that if you are trying to justify your laziness in any way you can, that is going to have negative impacts on the rest of your life. It will make you worse because you are not trying to fight that sin. You are giving into that sin over and over and over again. And then those sins start multiplying. You start being able to justify other sins as opposed to trying to root them out. So that's what I'm just saying. It's just like, unless you're in like chronic pain and your options are opioids or something like that, you know, the, the, the one rare time that I did smoke weed I found was when I was like extremely uh, after those those like heady days pass I think the last few times that I've smoked weed I think I've maybe smoked it twice in the last six years both of those times was when I had food poisoning because it just dulls out the pain of like I shouldn't have had that crab that helps but those are very rare instances in life. Not like, I don't need weed to get me through a Tuesday, generally. So I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that you should just be reassessing, do you actually need this? And if you don't need it and you've realized, okay, I've just become psychologically addicted to this thing, great. That's the first thing that you should acknowledge. It's the same thing with like my fight against cigarettes. I acknowledge that they're a bad thing. And I try and put in all these strategies in place to not get it. But every now and then I'm just around certain friends and it just triggers off and you're just like, what brand is it? Well, I can't say no to Benson and Hedges. There's just certain things that are just going to naturally trigger you. But like, you know, that is far down from when I used to just be importing cigarettes from Korea. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know if that's a crime or not. Seemed like a good idea at the time. Look, uh, let, let's just say that what I just said is hypothetical. All right, 
that's what I want you to think about. Just write down what you're getting out of weed. And then I just want you to write down what you think it's impact, just from your most honest estimation, how you think it's impacting your life, the pros and the cons. Be honest about it. Don't just sit there and just reinforce your habit. Try and be as objective as possible. If you're trying to be objective, usually a lot of the times you're going to be a lot more objective than if you're just sitting there trying to justify something. You know how you can always feel that you're justifying something? Your brain just starts being like, yeah, well, that's because... You start just getting kind of angry. Kind of angry that the fact that you even have to justify it. Anyway, those are my pieces of advice. You like the video, tell your friends, spread the word, drugs bad.